0: or go to anchor.fm to get started.
1: Hello there, and welcome to the Cultivating Herspace Podcast, live Herspace chat on Spotify Green Room. I'm Terry Lomax, speaker, author, and brand strategist, and one half of the Cultivating Herspace Podcast, which has new episodes every single Friday and bonus content for each episode on Patreon every Thursday night. You can find us on most platforms where podcasts are played. And if you listen on Spotify, you can get our exclusive after show in app every week. Now, if you'd like to start your own podcast and you're interested in making multiple streams of income and you need a bit more guidance, you can join me for my free podcasting masterclass at podcastwithterry.com. Now, if you're tuning in live, be sure to click the area below ask to speak and drop a heart right now to let us know that you are ready for the conversation. And if you're catching the replay, you can join us next Friday at 1.30 p.m. Pacific time, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time on Green Room, where you can converse with us about whatever topic we're talking about. And today we are talking about body image after life changes, a juicy conversation. So I'm gonna pass it on over to Dr. Dom to lead us in with our intro and quote of the day. All right, thank you. Thank you for that beautiful
0: (laughs) welcome. So I am Dr. Dom, the other half of the Cultivating Her Space podcast, and if you are in the California area and you are looking to begin your therapy journey, know that I am a space where you can begin that journey. You can reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com, that's d r d o m i n i q u e dot com and schedule a free 15-minute consultation to see if I'm a good fit for you. And so we are going to jump right into this conversation of how do we bring sexy back when we are experiencing body image concerns after certain life changes. So our quote of the day comes to us from Selma Hayek, People often say that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And I say that the most liberating thing about beauty is realizing that you are the beholder. See, you already know. That quote, <laughs> you, you that quote. I, I loved mm. that quote, that, that piece of it that's, acknowledging and recognizing that the that I the individual am the beholder of my own beauty yeah I feel myself about to go on a tangent in the soapbox <laughs> okay. so okay. I'm gonna I'm a wait I'm it's gonna okay. wait what's your what's your thoughts on
1: it T? Honestly I love the quote I think it is great I think it's liberating to know that you know in this world that we live in where everything or a lot of things are sort of plastered on social media and people are providing input where it isn't necessarily you know sought out but they're providing input on people's bodies and what things look like and giving their feedback I think it's really liberating to know that really what our main focus should be is how do I feel about my body how do I feel about myself right like what what do I think about me versus what are other people what do what are other people thinking about me? And so I think that is the liberating part. However, this is very fresh for me, having just had a baby five months ago and coping with the changes of my body. I am also very aware that I am a recovering perfectionist. I am historically I've been very hard on myself. I am a lot gentler these days, but I have been harder on myself and I also have high standards and so with that in mind what I realize is that sometimes being the beholder can also put you in an interesting position because other people I'm the kind of person where other people can give me a compliment about something but if I don't feel that way myself if I don't feel that way myself then it's like that's cute thank you for the compliment but I need to work on how I feel you know what I mean if if I'm my worst critic then it's like oh it puts me in a very interesting cycle so I love the quote I just think that it means that we have to step our game up when it comes to the grace that we give ourselves as well. well. Oh, yes. Grace.
0: (laughs) Grace. Yeah. That should be, that should be a word of the year or something. Grace Mm -hmm. is, is so, so important. And I think about, yeah, just how important, how valuable having grace can be and having compassion. Can be around how we look at our, ourselves. And because, like you said, like we are often our own worst critic, right? And what that means is, like, exactly the example that you gave that someone else can be paying us a compliment. And depending on the space that we're in, and usually, and you know, speaking specifically to this topic of after we've had some type of life change we are usually not in a space to hear and receive the compliments. So when someone's giving us a compliment, all we can see is the negatives, right? The things that we still need to improve. So someone may say to a new mom, oh my gosh, you look so great. You've lost all that baby weight, right? Now, one, I advise people not to make comments like that, like specifically about the baby weight, right? You can say to the woman, you know, you look great, right? Leave it at that. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But, and even as the woman who may be receiving it, even if they leave it at that, you may still be sitting in a space where you're not ready to receive it. Mm Mm-hmm. You may be in a space where you don't believe it. And so I think the you know, the thing that we want to think about is, is what do we need to do to get back there, right? Like mm-hmm. to get to that space of being able to
1: receive it and believe it. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I do want to say, Don, before we dive into the gems, right. um, lady, if you're tuning in, this may be a trigger warning, so i just want to put it out there because we're talking about body image, and I'm going to share some personal things, and I don't want it to influence where you are in your journey if you're in a delicate space, um, so I just want to put that out there. I do also want to say, if you're tuning in live or you're catching the replay, go to our Instagram right now and drop some green hearts in or on our latest post. Our Instagram is at Her Space podcast, because this is a conversation that I think is really important for us as right. women, for sure. But Dom, okay, I want to have a real conversation with you. Like we want to get real. It's about to be real Okay. Ass, some real ass shit. Okay.
0: All so right. here's my
1: thing, because I'm right in the midst of this right now. Yeah, and I was talking to my trainer about this the other day, and he was like, you know, sharing some things with me that were really helpful. But the thing that I struggle with, and the thing that I'm working through is, I find that oftentimes. People try to, it feels like people try to rush someone through a process and we don't let people sit and really, I don't want to say wallow or sulk, but just be like, for me, I don't think it's a negative thing for me to look at myself and say, one, my body's different. Yes, I gave birth. I think it's it's great to mention like, oh my gosh, I, you know, had this human being that I held in my body for nearly 10 months and, you know, we're both healthy. I got us here. Be grateful for what my body has done. Also, to be realistic, not necessarily negative, but to be realistic and say, wow, my body's different. I'm also not a huge fan of certain aspects of my new body. I'm still getting used to it. I want to change some things. And I think that's okay. And I think sometimes when people, I don't know if it's people don't know what to say, but I think sometimes if someone lets another person know how they feel about their body they're quick to offer a solution and they're quick to say, oh, would you just give yourself grace? You just had this baby. And then, and I get that. And I am also like, yeah, that's great. But like, also I like to feel good in my body. Like I want to feel comfortable. I tend to walk around the house nude and I want to be able to feel comfortable walking around nude again and looking at myself in the mirror and not being like, oh, the stretch marks. Oh, the wrinkly, the wrinkly tummy. Like I, it's my reality. Right. And I think we deserve yeah. to be able to feel those feelings and not have folks rush us and say, well, you got to move past it. You got to get to the, you got to get to the other side you got to be grateful. Cause I feel like it kind of minimizes, you know, or it yeah, kind of minimizes the, the experience and kind of invalidates it when these are real things that are coming up, you know, what do you think? From your I, personal... I think that's beautiful. I think that's beautiful.
0: I think the, the best question that we can ask someone when we're not sure what to say is how can I support you in this? Like that is my go-to question. Even if I do know what to say, that's still Mm -hmm. my go-to question. How can I support you in this? Because what that Mm -hmm. does is that allows me to step back and hear what the other person needs, right? Because they may say like, if I, you know, T as you're saying, as you're sharing what you're experiencing, you might say, you know what, I just need to vent. I just need you to listen as I vent. Mm-hmm. So then I know, well, I'm gonna keep my mouth closed, keep my opinions to myself <laughs> and listen. Right? right. Yeah. And, but it could be that you might say, Well, what suggestions do you have? Like, I don't, I'm stuck. I don't, I need some, I need some assistance, right? And it doesn't mean that you're going to listen to that assistant, like listen to the suggestions, but you're saying that you're open to hearing them. So Mm -hmm. then now I have your permission to go all in with all of my suggestions and you might not like them, but you asked for it, right? Mm -hmm. You asked for those suggestions. So I'm giving them to you. So it's really about trying to convey that you are truly there to support the other individual in what it is that they need. Yep. And you know, and if it's if it's the if you're the person who is seeking the support, then also don't be afraid to communicate what you need, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you're meeting up with a friend or talking to a family member and before you start the conversation, you might say, Hey, I'm, I'm getting ready to open up and share some things. But right, right now, what I need from you is for you to just listen. I, I just need a listening ear right now. Right. So just being also being willing to communicate upfront what your needs are, particularly if you know how the other person is. Right. Like I think about my relationship with my sisters, like they know that I'm gonna come in with the advice, like that's big sister yeah. you know, and i'm and I will admit that I am truly working on trying to be better about asking them practicing what yeah. I preach right, and asking right. them how can I support them before I start jumping in with my suggestions yeah. but but they know if they're coming to me, they know mm-hmm. how they know what's generally how it's generally gonna go down,
1: yeah. I love that. I love that feedback. And I will say it makes me think about, you know, your relationship with, per, you know, perhaps your partner or family Ooh. members even. And thinking about, you know, I know I have a cousin and we're very playful. Like We have some very, I would say, dark humor. And we kind of, we joke around. We, we just have an interesting sense of humor where we'll kind of come for each other in playful ways. And I know that with me being vulnerable in certain areas right now that might be a boundary that I set with him. Like, hey, cuz, I'm not feeling no jokes about, you know, my body or certain aspects of how my body has changed. That's just a little sensitive for me right now. So I think letting folks know as well, if it's your partner, your cousin, family, whoever it might be, I think that can be helpful. Um, I do have some tips um, that I am working through that I think could be helpful for folks. I don't know if we're going to dive into the gyms just yet because I know that you may want to share some of the things that you've experienced that are a little different, not necessarily childbirth, but just, coping with a changing body. Right. Right. So, you know, I think
0: one of the things that we strive to do in cultivating her space is make sure that we are able to address a multitude of situations that folks might be going through. And so we know that there are a lot of women who have had babies, but that's not the only chain body change that we can go through. So I think about our listeners who may be over 40 and how your body changes. I mean, no matter what age you are, your body is changing, right? But thinking about, like I think about women who are like 70 plus, right? Like, for instance, like my grandmother, right? And thinking about how she moves around now is not how she moved around at 50, Mm -hmm. at 25, you know? And, And so recognizing that as we get older our movements our our range of motion our skin looks the elasticity of our skin mm-hmm. looks different right it may take a little bit longer to get out of bed in the morning right or to get up off the couch when you're ready to like you're getting ready to go into the kitchen, right? Or get up and go to the bathroom. Like all of those things feel different. Then there's also those of us who have had surgery, right? So whether it's, I mean, personally, I've had surgery to remove fibroids. And so it was like a C-section cut and how, and my skin keloids. And so me having to process how my my body looked different in that regard, right? And like you mentioned, like walking around nude and like just looking and just noticing like what keloids do to your skin, right? Th- thinking about women who may have had breast cancer and have had to have a lumpectomy or a mastectomy and what that does, like thinking about what your body looked like before that procedure what your body looks like after that procedure. Bariatric surgery, right? What your body, you know, again, thinking about what your body looks like going into that, why, you, why you're why you having bariatric surgery, and then what happens to your body, what your body looks like after that surgery, like immediately after, and then the months that follow, because there's gonna be continuous changes, right? And and then plastic surgery, right? Like we all mm-hmm. and plastic surgery is slightly different in the sense that could be slightly different in the sense that we that's more of an elective surgery that we choose to have, right? And so thinking about any type of change that we've had, or I I don't wanna also forget folks who have maybe been in an accident.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And have had to have various limbs removed, right?
1: Yeah
0: how all of those things can be to varying degrees
1: mm-hmm.
0: changes in our body and the way that we look, and so thus
1: will change how we see ourselves absolutely. Don, thank you so much for sharing that. I think those were amazing examples that, you know, lady, if you're listening, I'm sure there's something that you may either relate to personally, or you may know someone that does relate to some of the examples that Dom has shared. And so thank you, Dom, for kind of covering pretty much the gamut there as far as the different experiences. And when you said plastic surgery, I also thought of like a botched surgery, right? Like maybe you get surgery and maybe it didn't come out the way that you wanted, or maybe it just, there's like some type of, you know, I don't know, mishap. Now, as far as the tools that I've been using currently, and then we're going to jump into the gems for you, lady. The tools, um, you know, I've said it on the podcast many times, and I would say this is a healthy interest that I have, but death is very motivating to me. I think about death often just because it's something that, you know, I, people died a lot when I was younger and I went to a lot of funerals. It's just my thing, y'all. That's just my my quirk, right? I love to talk about it and all that. So I bring it up because oftentimes I think death is such an extreme that when I think about what I'm going through right now, like if, literally, I thought about this the other day. If I, if I was on my deathbed tomorrow, and I'm like, I know that I'm about to leave this earth, I would not give a fuck about a stretch mark or about a flabby tummy. Like literally, that is that literally does right. not matter at all compared to me being right. able to just be present and healthy, and me being able to like give value to the world and, uh, and be here with my friends and family and live. Like, I would not care. I would I would be begging for this 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 beautiful healthy body to help me stay here versus me leaving this earth, right? Because I'm going to live. I like living, okay? So that's the first thing, right? So that's just yes. my thing. The second, Dom, I would say is looking in the mirror and having private parties, which we've talked about. Yes. Hashtag India IRA. Where yes, well, you yes. just, yeah, my, my ritual is when I take a shower, when I'm able to, because my baby sometimes doesn't let me, I will try to lotion and oil my body. And I'm looking at it. I'm taking in the newness. And I'm like, okay, this is what we're working with. Okay. And I'm, Also sort of saying like affirmations and being grateful for the body. So that kind of takes me to the next one of like gratitude where it's like, okay, yes, things are different. I'm acknowledging where they are right now and how I might feel. And I'm also super grateful that I can get up and go to the bathroom by myself. I'm super grateful, you know, that I'm healthy. I can walk up and down the stairs. Like I'm super, I have a lot to be grateful for, even though I'm in transition and things are a little different. I'm super grateful. You ready for the next one yep <laughs> the next one is accepting the newness so realizing mm-hmm. that okay like my tummy is not gonna look like I, I saw a picture of me in a bikini um from high from college and I was just like damn sis you was looking real good the tummy ain't probably not gonna look like this ever again and that's okay Girl. but accepting that reality because I, I can be so unrealistic sometimes and so accepting that boo your skin elasticity and all that, it's probably not going to be the same. Like it's not, and it's okay that it's not, but you have to like grieve the old thing and accept that this is going to be the new thing. So you can look at your options. Do I want to get surgery? Do I want to work out? Do I want to do this? Look at your options and think about what's best for you. Right. But acceptance is key. And then the last one, this is something that I have, it's a mantra that I've said in life in regards to different arenas of life, it's something that my trainer made me think about again. And I was just like, you're right. <laughs> and it's basically being happy with what you have as you manifest what you want. Yes. You know? Yes. Because you know? oftentimes if we're not happy as we're in transition, once we get what we want, we're still not going to be happy. So really just being happy now and not letting that define us. So that was a lot. But I know you have some gems that you want to add to Dom. I think you you covered like the
0: major gems, right? And I think that the gems that you shared, what your, the tips that you provided, the things that you're working on are applicable no matter what issue or what event is causing you to experience body image concerns, right? So the only two things that I would add to that is one, consider changing your wardrobe. So as part of accepting your new body, that may mean that things might either be too small or too big or don't flatter you in the way that they used to. So find a wardrobe that complements your current body, right? And we have an episode, we have a podcast episode coming up soon Mm -hmm. where we talk about finding a wardrobe for you. And then the, the final tip that I would add is seeking professional help. So, because I know that sometimes our body image issues can lead to us engaging in self-harm behaviors, which could include disordered eating patterns. And so I would encourage you to seek professional help. So whether that's your therapist, a personal trainer, a dietitian, your general uh, physician, whoever it is to help you navigate
1: that space that you are currently in. Those were so beautiful. Thank you so much, John, for sharing. And I will say, although our audience is women, men also struggle with these things as well. So it's important yes. to also you know, have this conversation with the men in your lives as well, because this is an important topic when it comes to body image and, you know, how we take care of ourselves. So thank you so much for tuning in. This was a good conversation. I'm looking forward to hearing your feedback. So make sure you visit us on Instagram at Her Podcast. Drop some green hearts and green circles and let us know what you thought.